Welcome to a very refreshing hour of business talk. This is Changing the Game with Intelligent Technologies, presented by SAP, the best run SAP. You'll hear from the innovators who know how to use game-changing technologies and business strategies to transform industries. And importantly, they'll discuss how these technologies and strategies can shake up the status quo in your company's future and help your organization move in exciting new directions. Now, here's your host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you're in the right place. I promise, because this is where the best run. Always say it, always mean it, and it's true. Let's see what the buzz on the street is today, or shall we say the buzz on the internet. Okay, we're talking about a quote here from Yuval Ariav, an advisor and board member of an organization called Fundbox. I found this quote at Quora, interestingly enough. Here's the quote. Vertical AI, that's a key word I want you to remember, vertical AI. AI uses AI to disrupt specific industries. Data labor intensive where humans still participate aha in a significant part of data workflows that encapsulates what we're going to be talking about today so let me give you a little more detail here and then I'll introduce my esteemed panelists the hype about intelligent technologies like AI has business leaders having mixed emotions I don't know if they're heading to the therapy couch anytime soon but they're a little afraid they're having wonderment and awe and they are hopeful could AI revamp the enterprise? Could it bring them into a new era of growing and thriving and expanding and doing business far into the future? However, some of them are on a quest for what we're going to call AI nirvana. AI will transform everything. It's one size fits all. I just purchase it or plug it in and it will just transform my business reality check not going to happen so there's a new market cropping up a new software category get ready for it I already alluded in my opening quote vertical industry specific AI driven solutions I know that's a mouthful so we're going to be talking today about vertical AI and the question on the table is will it change the landscape of enterprise software and the enterprise itself so welcome 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 I'm Bonnie D. Graham panel of three experts are going to help us dive in this is a brand new topic for us and this is one of our newest series called Changing the Game with Intelligent Technologies. We always talk about tech, we always think it's smart, but now we are labeling intelligent technologies. So let me tell you who my three experts are, and then we will start in just a moment to introduce them with their opening inspirational quotes. In just a moment, I'll be introducing you to Dr. Mohammed Ali, A-L-Y, he spells his last name, founder and CEO of a company called Celos, S-E-E-L-O-Z, he'll tell us about it in a few minutes. Joining him is Al Carmona. They're all new to the show. Executive VP at Mars and Company. He'll tell us what his firm does. And rounding out the panel, somebody from SAP, Jeff Jeffrey, but he told me I can call him Jeff with a G, Jeff Glazer, Senior Director, North America Healthcare at SAP America. Welcome, panelists. Very, very honored to have you with me. So, Dr. Muhammad Ali, Muhammad, can I just call you Muhammad or should I call you Dr. Ali? What's your preference? Oh, absolutely. Go for Muhammad. 
Okay, thank you very much. I just want to make sure we're cool here. Mohammed has sent us a wonderful quote, a very beautiful quote from Napoleon Hill. Anybody who doesn't remember Napoleon Hill, full name Oliver Napoleon Hill, I didn't know that, 1883 to 1970, an American self-help author. You've all heard of his book. It started a new industry trend. It's called Think and Grow Rich. It actually dates back to 1937. It is among the 10 best-selling self-help books of all time. Oh my goodness. That's a long time ago. Here's the quote. Whatever the mind of man, and I'm going to say parenthetically, Muhammad, men and women, whatever the mind of man and woman can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Muhammad, welcome to Game Changers. How are you today? I'm doing great. How's it going? Well, thank you for asking. Everything is going very, very well. So, talk to me about the quote. Are you a big fan of Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill? How'd you find the quote? Well, I think like this quote did really strike me when I first read it because it really characterizes our past as human beings and the stride that we are doing, especially when it comes to technology, technology adoption and the evolution of uh, the whole enterprise. So if you think that the past 30 years or so, with the invention of computer and the evolution of these amazing devices that did really change how we are running our businesses, how we are interacting with each other, Uh, we went through a huge digitization journey. So the whole enterprise um, across all the industry verticals did go through this journey and did really um, go through a uh, level where all workflows were manual to a stage where Workflows are human-run, but they are pretty much assisted by computers. But now we are in a stage where, really, if you would ask the Internet founders and the computer inventors in, at the very first stage, probably in the 70s and the 80s, do you really believe what we could achieve by 2010, by mm-hmm. 2020? They would say no. But the thing here is that now it's up to us, up to our imagination, and Literally, with the evolution of these amazing technologies, such as the tremendous computing power that did emerge and the advanced technologies such as AI and particularly vertical AI, our topic today, IoT and the likes, uh, we did accumulate vast amount of data to the extent that uh, most of the problems that we are addressing day in, day out across all the industry verticals are becoming step-by-step beyond human capacity. And it's up to our imagination. Can we really take the enterprise to the next stride, I would claim that, yes, we can. But how far can we dream that determines how far can we achieve. That's why this quote really did strike me, especially talking about how vertical AI can be that enabler for this new industrial revolution. Thank you, Mohammed. Very interesting. New industrial revolution. I've lost count. Are we on our fourth, our fifth, or our sixth? Where are we? Do you have? You want to give it a new name? Is that going to be breaking news on today's show? What do you think? Yeah, I think like regardless of uh, whether we are, we would be hanged on uh, the number. I think that this would be the AI-driven industrial revolution. This is where automation would really empower human beings to be able to tackle problems that are beyond human capacity, to be able to reach these next levels and next strides when it comes to efficiency across the board. And more importantly, to be able to re-channel our efforts to uh, tackle problems that are probably more interesting for us as human beings, rather than doing tedious workflows that could be easily uh, replaced 
uh, by uh, computers that are taking the lead on uh, managing these repetitive workflows. Thank so, you, yeah, Mohammed. That's what we're calling it the AI driven, AI driven uh, industrial revolution. That's even better for us. I like, I like that a lot. We've coined a new phrase, and I think that's breaking news to a lot of people is that AI and robots, chatbots, so automation is not going to take away their jobs, but it will give them a respite from, as you say, repetitive and boring, I can use that word, jobs, and let them elevate their skills and their mindset and their lives to do something more interesting and better. That, that's a hard concept for a lot of people to get. Thank you, Mohammed. A great introduction to our topic, and now I'm moving just a little bit around the table to Al Carmona at Mars and Company. And Al has sent us a quote from Howard Nemirov, 1920 to 1991, an American poet, two times poet laureate, consultant in poetry to the Library of Congress. He won a National Book Award for Poetry, a Pulitzer Prize for Poetry, and the Bollingen Prize for the Collected Poems of Howard Nemirov, 1977. Here's the quote. This is an interesting one. Write what you know. That should leave you with a lot of free time. Al, was this guy a comedy poet or what? How are you, Al Carmona? Welcome. Thank you very much, Bonnie. Happy to be here. So if uh, if not, he should have had a, a, sec- a night gig as, as one, because I, I do think... Uh, I do think it's an interesting quote, and I think it, I'll bring it back to how I see it relating to the topic of, of today. So um, my, my core consulting work is, is deeply analytical, but I've always really been fascinated by behavioral psychology. And along those lines, um, you know, what, what uh, we've, we've discovered is that it is natural for human beings to try to make sense of the world around them, make judgments accordingly. Uh, two issues with that. One is, again, what is unknowable remains vast. So the more we know, the more we realize is still out there and, and available to be uh, better understood and explored. And the other issue is uh, this, the whole topic of human bias. Uh, everywhere you go, you see human biases creeping in. So biases like overconfidence, something called recency bias, which means, you know, you think that the last, uh, the recent past is what we're going to experience in the near future, risk aversion. So in my core consulting work, I mean, it's part of how we unlock value is finding analytically driven ways to, you know, overcome these biases and, you know, find anomalies in how companies operate. And now bringing it to today's, uh, today's topic, mm-hmm. um, I believe AI really has the potential to chip away at these huge knowledge gaps, these human biases. So, you know, the big shocker, right? Humans are biased. Mm-hmm. AI, yeah. in particular, vertical AI, uh, I believe can really hone in and bridge these knowledge gaps, uh, helping to, uh, to, to you know, give us more space to understand uh, the world around us. Also, practically allows us to, uh, to, to dive into major enterprises uh, and really not just work on their behalf, but ultimately in the grand scheme uh, for the benefit of society and, and the world if it's properly harnessed. So that's, that's uh, really what I, uh, how I'm, I'm trying to connect the, the quote to the topic of today. Thank you very much, Al. Very interesting. Do you think AI can get rid of biases if, in fact, it's people who are doing the programming, the coding, the designing of the AI, uh, setting up the machine learning? We're the ones. It still comes down to a human before you get to the machine. So will the biases ever be gone or will they be maybe broadened out so they're not quite so 
should we say harsh? What do you think? Yeah, so no, that's that's a great question, and and I was careful in my choice of words of chipping away at. Uh, yes. Again, I think uh, to be human is to be biased, but again, mm-hmm. I think what the the AI tools will allow us to do is again the same way that cold, hard, clean analysis can sometimes shake up the the status quo and realize you know force people to realize uh, where those biases are leading them astray. AI can be that same kind of, um, you know, guardrail. Uh, has to be done carefully, and we, ha- we do have to make sure that we're not just embedding natural bias into the algorithms. But uh, that, that, is, uh, that, is, that is really the, the journey and the task at hand. Thank you very much. It's a very deep task. And by the way, I neglected to mention that in addition to all the accolades, Howard Nemiroff, I don't know if you know this, was the brother to photographer Diane Nemiroff Arbus, very, very famous photographer in her own right. So there. Obviously, she didn't have a lot of free time because she did a lot of photography and a lot of awards. So there. Thank you, Al. Pleasure to meet you. And now let's circle a little farther around the table to my third guest today, Jeffrey Glazer. He said, again, I could call him Jeff at SAP. America, and he has sent us a really cool quote from Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead. Anybody doesn't remember him, Jerome John Garcia, 1942 to 1995, American singer-songwriter and guitarist, best known as the lead guitarist and a vocalist with the band The Grateful Dead, which came to prominence in the 1960s in something I lived through, the counterculture. No, I wasn't in it, but I was watching it. He was viewed by many as the leader or spokesperson of the group, even though he said, nah, not me. He performed with the Grateful Dead for 30 years, from 65 to 95, and he had a lot of side projects and other bands as well. And he was ranked 13th in Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Guitarists of All Time cover story. Woohoo! Here's the quote Jeff has selected from Jerry Garcia. I mean... Just because you're a musician doesn't mean all your ideas are about music. So every once in a while, I get an idea about plumbing. I get an idea about city government. And they come the way they come. Jeff, I I had trouble not laughing when I read that. I hope I didn't put too much New Yorkese into it, but it's a wonderful quote. How are you, Jeff Glazer? I'm doing great, thank you. And no, you were perfect. Thank Um, you. You know... (laughs) When you think about Jerry Garcia and you think of the counterculture and you think of the 60s, and I'm going to challenge um, Muhammad a little, I don't think we're going through another industrial revolution. I think mm. we're going into the intelligence revolution. And, and that's what Jerry Garcia was about. If you listened to the words of the Grateful Dead, he was always challenging some of the norms. He wanted people to think. He wanted people to say, hey, just because I'm an accountant, I don't need to act like an accountant. I don't need to think like an accountant. And he allowed people to come out of themselves and really understand more of their surroundings. And we're at a point in our culture today with technology And I'm big into the partnering of business and technology is that we're allowing people now an access through the Internet and through all of these great new applications such as vertical AI to access infinite amounts of information which allow them to think differently and to really look at 
the way that maybe they're managing their health and how healthcare is assisting them. So I would challenge all of our listeners, wouldn't it be great if Siri or Alexa could be your bedside doctor and you're not feeling well? And you said, Siri, I have a temperature. Uh, my throat is sore. Um, my, my fingers are numb. What do you think? And all of a sudden, Siri takes that information, analyzes it, and gives you a direction. And maybe Siri just says, you got to call your doctor. So there we're you- on the cusp <laughs> of something great. Jeff, I I love what you're you're saying. I I just want to say that many of us are are Googling WebMD and and all kinds of doctor websites in the middle of the night when the hand goes numb or something like that. So what you're saying is is a relief to me that we could just speak it. Do you think we're close to that? I think we're on the cusp of it right now. I think that the technologies are out there. And what vertical AI is doing is it's allowing us to It's allowing us to aggregate all these different forms of data so we can literally move to an outcome or to a result that helps us. So, you know, from a healthcare perspective, and I'm a healthcare geek, is we have the opportunities now and we're moving faster and faster and faster in that direction where we're going to be able to take better care of ourselves because we're going to be given that ability. So Jerry Garcia doesn't want us to think like technologists. He doesn't, if we're a technologist. He wants us to think about other ways that we can use this data that just comes to us now and helps us better ourselves. So that, that's where I was going. Thank you very much. Very interesting. Mohammed. we have to get you into this because we've just had a question, maybe a debate on what kind of a revolution we're in, industrial, intelligent, AI-driven. What do you think? Well, I think it's a mix of both of them because uh, on, if you just like re- recall whether the industrial revolution that's uh, empowered by uh, steam engines or the other one that's empowered by electricity, right? In both cases, you had people doing things in one way, and then that new amazing technology did make them do it in a completely different way, right? So I believe that in, we are at a stage where 10 years from now, we'll be doing things completely differently. So I don't think there will be a bit of a contradiction between the intelligent. Um, when I, what I like to, uh, to call it actually is that layer of smartness that would be really overlaid on top of uh, all the existing systems, whether like transactional systems on the enterprise side or uh, consumer systems that we are using, uh, whether they are Internet-based or no. So I would say it's a mix of both of them. Uh, okay. Jeff Glazer, I'll give you one chance to come back at that. Then I'm going to ask Al Carmona to come in. He, I don't know if he's on the fence or he's just, just observing, but Jeff Glazer, thoughts on what Muhammad just shared with us, and then Al, get ready. Go ahead, Jeff. So I think we're all biting off the same candy bar. So I think we're all kind of in agreement, we're, and we're getting into a little bit of semantics. So we have this new industry called vertical um, AI. And that is the, I think, the overall ecosystem. And then we need, 
we need the the owls of the world to help us affect that change because there's going to be so much change management that's coming down the pipe because we're going to have to kind of start challenging ourselves the way that we think and the way that we used to do something. You know, um, a great example of that is rural medicine. So one of the big challenges of rural medicine is that if you use a a radiologist out in, let's say, Tempa, Texas, and your closest uh, interventional radiologist to read that and diagnose it is four and a half hours away. Mm -hmm. But with vertical AI, you have this new industry now that is going to allow artificial intelligence to read the radiology report and then deliver what it finds. Mm-hmm. And that's going to create a lot of change management because people aren't used to that. And what I'm saying is that all of a sudden we now have access to so much information that people are going to be smarter about what they do. And, and I think it's a marriage of industrial and intelligent, but it, there's no question a revolution is coming. Thank you. Let's give Al Carmona a chance to weigh in. Al, what do you think? Well, I think Jeff said it well, but I think what I'll add is uh, at the moment, it is is certainly an intelligent revolution. And at the moment, it doesn't yet feel industrial, but that is because, you know, if if I can use a baseball analogy, we're not even in early innings. We're just warming up to get in the game. But uh, so I think to, to kind of bring it full circle, I think what Mohammed is talking about is on the horizon. It will come, uh, but it's we're going uh, we'll hopefully talk a little bit about some of those change management challenges uh, and the journey, uh, because ultimately this will become as foundational a trans- an industrial transformation as uh, as the earlier ones, and perhaps even more so. Thank you very much. Gentlemen, let's do what we usually do here on Game Changers. I'm going to circle back around to Muhammad. I think that was a wonderful, uh, healthy debate slash discussion. I'm glad you all three of you had very strong opinions about that. Muhammad Ali at Silo's three questions. Where are you today? Number two, what's your favorite drink in the whole wide world that powers you and makes you so energetic and smart about what you do? And number three, just a little bit about what your company does. Muhammad, go ahead. So I'm in Santa Clara, California, and uh, my favorite uh, drink is definitely coffee, but Turkish coffee, it's not the regular coffee, and this is Mm. where it becomes so unique, yeah, so yummy. And uh, at the same time, it's not that hard to, to, uh, uh, like, uh, put together and make. However, it just, like, tastes amazing. So uh, about our company, um, Silos is a company that's focused on vertical AI and particularly it's taking on a huge challenge, which is waste across consumer industries and uh, healthcare and food value chains. Um, this is a huge problem that's approaching 30% um, across our food and healthcare uh, supply chains uh, that's in developed countries and maybe approaching up to 100% in, uh, in uh, less uh, in developing countries. 
So uh, we are using a particular uh, version of AI, of vertical AI specifically, to be mm-hmm. able to use automation to reduce that waste. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you on board. And I have to also thank you for working behind the scenes to put the show together, Mohammed. I understand you were the mastermind, so sending you appreciation. My pleasure. Let's Thank you. Pleasure. Let's go to Al Carmona at Mars & Company. Al, same three questions. Where are you today? What part of the world? What is your favorite drink that powers you? And what does Mars & Company do? Great. So I, uh, I am in lovely Greenwich, Connecticut. Um uh, as far as my favorite drink, I'm going to go with a Cuban cafecito, which Ooh. is a uh, one-ounce shot of coffee magic. If you really want a, a very legit one, like the way I take mine, you have a little bit of crystallized sugar on the bottom. And uh, I make it like my grandmother made for me for the first 15 years of my life. So uh, uh, that's, that's, that's my, uh, my drink of choice. Al, I want you to spell uh, the second part. Coffee what? Spell it for me because I want to look it up. What is it? Cafecito. Cuban cafecito. It's, a little, it's basically a little espresso coffee. I got it. Okay, go ahead. I'm looking it up. Go ahead and tell me what do you do. Awesome. So, yeah, so I, I'm uh, Executive Vice President at Mars & Co. So we are a, a global strategy consulting firm, and really our, our core focus is deep analytics to unlock business value. Uh, I had a two-year plan to, do, uh, to, to dabble in consulting that happened in 1986, and here we are 32 years later. Wow. Uh, so it's, I've, I've done this for, for quite some time with Mars & Co., and over that time, I just really had the, uh, the pleasure to work with some of the smartest, most sophisticated business minds on the planet. Uh, many, of, uh, many of these companies I uh, have multi-decade relationships with, so really feel fortunate in, uh, in everything we've been able to do together. Thank you very much. I like the enthusiasm. And by the way, I looked up uh, Cafecito, C-A-F-E-C-I-T-O, and they just call it Cuban coffee. And there is a, it looks like yep. a great recipe on GeniusKitchen.com. And they say you start with a six-cup stovetop espresso maker with water and coffee. And then the secret is to be very careful about beating the sugar in the espresso until it turns a pale beige color and most of the granules dissolve. You have to be very careful not to overbeat it. Does that sound right about the sugar crema, Al? It, it does sound right, but ping me if you want my grandmother's secret recipe. I actually, you have my email yeah, address. Why, why don't you send it to me? I'd love a gift. <laughs> that would be great. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you very much. And Jeff Glazer waiting so patiently in the background. Jeff, where are you today? What's your favorite drink that makes you so full of energy? And what do you do at SAP? And what does Vertical AI have to do with you? Okay, so I'm in Boston, Massachusetts, the city of champions, and uh, my favorite drink that gives me energy is green tea, Mm. and I drink it cold and hot pretty much 12 hours a day. Um, I am the Senior Director for North American Healthcare at SAP America. SAP is a German-based uh, enterprise resource planning software company. We're the largest business software company in the world. Um, AI is part of our Leonardo platform that is taking uh, several aspects of machine learning, blockchain, and artificial intelligence, and we are enabling the intelligent enterprise. 
So we're helping businesses run better, run faster, run healthier in healthcare. So that's what I do. I like the run healthier. I have to add that to my opening. Thank you very much. And gentlemen, in case you don't know, I relocated to Durham, North Carolina one year ago from Great Neck, Long Island, New York. Uh, getting used to the weather, that's the biggest challenge. And as you know from the news, Hurricane Florence did quite a job on the coastline of North and South Carolina. Did not quite make it to my area, but an hour south is Fayetteville, where they still have the main roads under river conditions and flood warnings. We had thunder and lightning, heavy winds and rain. We didn't lose power. Hour, but I had an, a, a down problem with my modem, which died just before I went online with a ra- with a live radio show on Wednesday. So I I uh, found my way to the local Best Buy and bought all new equipment and installed it, and we're back in business here. The only interesting thing about the weather is that we were under tornado watch yesterday morning, and pleased to say that the warnings came over not only the cell phones, but if you had a landline plugged in, the beeps and the warnings and the alerts came over. And I was watching the tornado progress in downtown Durham on the weather map on TV for a while in the morning. And it was fascinating to see them circling in a yellow marker on online on the TV, the progress street by street of how the tornado was passing over Durham. It missed us and we're back to normal. But what an interesting five days it has been. And what do you think is the most interesting thing, the thing that people went to buy the first? Jeff, what do you think people bought that it was sold out five days before the hurricane got here? What do you think was the item that disappeared off the shelves? Any idea? Batteries for Fortnite. Nope. One more guess. Okay. Anybody else? What went water. faster than the batteries? Water. Yep, that's water. it. Bottled water disappeared last Monday off the shelves. People were buying it from Best Buy. <laughs> Whatever they had in the back in office supplies, the water was going out of Best Buy after four days. So you couldn't get a generator, a backup, or anything. It was an interesting scenario here. It's been very gloomy, but we're back to sunshine. And by the way, they, whoever they are, don't let me anywhere near caffeine on radio show days. So all I'm allowed to have is water. And there you are. So we're going to skip the break because this is such a vibrant conversation already. We don't have time for a break, so bear with us. Muhammad Ali at Silos. I am going to pick something from your list you sent me that I found very intriguing from your notes, and let's go there. I'll have you talk for about two minutes on it, then I'll bring in Al Carmona and Jeff Glazer to comment, and then I will pick something from Al's notes and something from Jeff's. So here we go. Dr. Muhammad Ali at Silos sent me the following. He said, to be successful, AI-driven transformation needs to be a milestone-driven crawl, walk, run, journey. Muhammad, what does this mean to our listeners around the world? Well, uh, if you think about it, currently we are going and addressing business leaders and uh, C-suite executives, and we are telling them that, hey, this AI thing would be just like amazing, would make your life much, much better. But these business leaders know nothing about AI. And the idea of um, addressing this unknown, tackling it, and leveraging it, uh, let alone just use it to uh, make a whole disruption in the enterprise, is just enormous. So if you would think about it, we would need to uh, dumb it down, and we would need to be extra clear as to what type of solutions we are addressing, and hence vertical AI becomes extra crucial, because we are not going to change the world. We're not going to boil the ocean. What we are trying to do is that we are to tailor solutions that are very uh, fitting and catered towards the needs of 
a given business department, a given business user. But more importantly, they are tied and uh, strictly related and with a very tangible effect on a given line of business. So once you are uh, adopting this mindset, you are taking the business user in a step-by-step process, in a gradual change process, in a change management that's milestone-driven. We're not going to jump into AI-driven automation. Uh, We are taking it step-by-step. Everyone has been searching for actionable insights. Here we are with immense amounts of data. We are capable of providing the business users with truly actionable insights that would be assisting them from a decision support standpoint, that would be unlocking the problems that they are facing beforehand. And not only that, telling them why are they facing these problems, root cause analysis, amazing stuff that are truly making a business value. But when we are there, then the whole floor would be open for us to really jump into full-fledged automation where humans are taking the backseat and where different workflows step-by-step start to be fully run by AI. And this is the nirvana, I would say, with, uh, of, AI-driven, uh, of uh, vertical AI and AI-driven automation in general. So that's what I Thank- mean by this journey. Thank you very much. I, I want to see what Al Carmona has to say about this. Al, agree or disagree with Mohammed? Please jump in. Yeah, so I, I, uh, I do agree on this one. I mean, um, just to give a few, uh, a few case studies and with, uh, with the names changed to protect the innocent. So <laughs> I do know of, of several companies that tried uh, what I call a big bang approach mm-hmm. to, uh, to this massive AI rollout every, to an implementation but every conceivable stream of data into this huge data lake and then tried to decipher correlations and, and kind of turn on the, 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 the enterprise, you know, in a simultaneous way. And the issue with that, it's, it's not that the math doesn't work, but the change management challenge is so huge. What you, ha- what you end up with is, you know, an organization that can be overwhelmed uh, there's not enough time for people to vet and test the answers that are coming out. Uh, not enough time to iterate and tune models. So you end up, um, and, and you know, in, in some cases we've heard of companies even you know stopping those efforts and, and going back to square one. Instead, if you pick, if a company picks discrete topics, pick one: demand planning. Mm-hmm. Really gnarly problem with a lot of variables and you're trying to use conventional tools, and your Excel models are blowing up, you go and you do a very specific application. You solve that, guess what? You're a hero on that topic alone. Mm-hmm. Now you move on to the next one, and you move on to the next one. So the point here is, my observation and, and advice is, find a few big, hairy problems. Go after them in a very focused way solve them, get, get your departments, your key, you know, your key stakeholders on board, seeing, feeling, and really believing in the, out, the outputs that, that you're getting, and then move on is a much better way for this to evolve. And guess what? Over time, you end up mm-hmm. in, the same, you're in, in your end state vision, which is a fully AI-enabled end-to-end company, but you've done it in a way and a pace that the organization can absorb incorporate and manage into their workflows. Thank you very much. Jeff Glazer, SAP, love to get your thoughts. Agree or disagree with either or both? Go ahead. So I, I'm going to agree with both of them. 
because they're 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 spot on. But I'm going to add one thing to it. In in healthcare, I think that the crawl, walk, run analogy is so perfect because what you want to do, especially when you're bringing on a new burgeoning technology like that, is attach it to something that is so germane, which was just talked about. So in healthcare, I would talk about sepsis control in a hospital. Sepsis control is hospital-based mm-hmm. infection. And say, okay, let's look at sepsis and let's do a user case analysis around this and let's build it out because that's going to affect their revenue cycle. And if you can pick a beginning point that can positively affect a organization's revenue cycle, then you're going to uh, you're going to get faster adoption, especially with a big big win. So in healthcare you have major use cases that are very important like readmissions management. You know, the, the fact that you let a patient out after a surgery and if they're readmitted within 30 days, the hospital might not get paid on that. So with the use of vertical AI, what you can do is you can identify those high-risk patients. You can identify those patients that mo- might be more uh, induced to infection because of concomitant problems. So I agree 100% with with my um, colleagues here, but what I would add is find that user case that affects their revenue cycle and you'll have faster adoption and get better and more uh, expedient buy-in. Thank you very much. Mohammed. I'm not going to come back to you to wrap it up because in the interest of time, I want to cover a few more topics on your co-panelists list here. So thank you very much. Great conversation there. Al Carmona at Mars & Co. I'm looking at your notes here. I think you've covered many of them. Big Bang Digital Transformation doesn't work. The path to AI Nirvana is not a straight line. So I'm going to go to your last point here. You say many companies know where they want to end, but they don't know where to begin. And this may be a little bit of what Jeff was just talking about. What's your thought about how to get to the digital transformation, the goal, the, the you know, wh- whatever sports metaphor we want to use, and, and how can AI help them get there? Wh- how should they approach this? Al, talk to me. Absolutely. Uh, so, again, the, the end state vision where you, you literally, you know, map through all of your work processes and just all of the ways that AI can, can touch and, uh, and, and improve. I mean, that's a... It's not a straightforward exercise, but it's relative to the, the mapping of how to do it. It's more straightforward. So we, you know, we, we do you know, uh, get involved with companies mapping out that vision. But the, the, the more challenging part is uh, figuring out how you want to stage this. Again, if you start from the point of view that Big Bang, you know, turn on this magic machine and everything just happens, you, if you, you, you buy the, the notion that that is not a way to evolve an organization, then it comes down to uh, really being choiceful. And uh, so that, that, you know, what are your, uh, you know, you, do you have the right uh, data structure? Do you have the right decisions that you're trying to solve for? What are those biggest, the, the biggest opportunities in the, in the value chain? And I like what Jeff said is you're looking for the lowest hanging fruit to build enormous wins because nothing builds organizational momentum more than 
big wins. Wow, we, we did this very specific vertical AI application. Here's what it unlocked. So now that's, that's money in the bank. That's you know, gives you the right to move on to the next one. That's how this ends up building out organically. But, it, but again, it requires, uh, you know, real knowledge about how to think about, do you have the right data streams? Uh, are there no, you know, huge discontinuities in your data streams that are going to impede your results? Uh, but more, even more fundamentally is, um, you know, again, finding those, Actual use cases that you can you can build on and refine uh, as you as you go through the journey. Thank you very much, Jeff Glazer. I dropped your name. It's time for you to chime in. What do you think? Agree or disagree? Yeah. Well, you know the way Al is is painting the picture, it's really hard to look at a Picasso and say I want to make it better. Um, so I'm a little challenged <laughs> here. But what I would try to add to what he's saying is that. This bringing on this new type of technology, you have to understand all the stakeholders that are involved in the, the aggregation and the use of the information. You know, um, the bottom line is if vertical AI is going to be successful in your organization, you're going to have to be able to produce in real time, real time, actionable intelligence. The CIA uses actionable intelligence as intelligence that helps you kill somebody. I'd like to reverse that thought process and say, in healthcare, we want to create real time intelligence, actionable intelligence that saves lives. So I'm going to change the, the definition a little. And what Al is talking about in getting people to adopt and to embrace and then to build off of this solution, I think it has to be done in real time with real-time results that allow people to make very, very fast decisions. And Ah. I think that would be efficient. Thank you very much, Muhammad Ali at Silos. Chime in. What do you think? Good conversation going here. What are your thoughts? Well, rather than agreeing or disagreeing uh, with, uh, with the whole uh, uh, concept of where should we begin, I would just try to shed some light on our secret sauce that we've developed over the years um, on uh, which problem do we actually tackle. And like honestly speaking, understanding the whole enterprise and how it works, how there are different departments and uh, each department does have a set of workflows. The whole uh, idea of where to begin for us was clearly crystallized and characterized by three words, beyond the human capacity. Try to find such a workflow that business users wouldn't agree with you, wouldn't disagree with you for a second that it's beyond human capacity, that it's so hard to be tackled as of today, that it is the root cause of many of the gigantic problems that the enterprise is facing. Once you have this beyond human capacity workflow or beyond human capacity problem, I think our whole discussion with um, uh, the enterprises to adopt AI or to, uh, as to where to begin becomes very straightforward because now we did set the stage that this vertical AI is coming to complement us as human beings, is coming to allow us to make the next 
strides of uh, efficiency. But more importantly, it's not coming because we are bad as human beings. It's coming because um, we just lack the whole ability to uh, grasp all these gigantic like sizes of data, amounts of information that has been accumulated over the years. So I think beyond human capacity is the secret sauce, is the key word that we need to be searching for. And once you find it, everyone top down across the enterprise would be your best friend rather than your first enemy in this whole transformational journey. Thank you very much. I like that worldview. I like that future view. Jeff Glazer, we have just a couple minutes left till our predictions round. I've noticed that you've covered a lot of what you had in your notes to me, which is great. But there's one thing I think we need to talk about. You say AI is expanding access to healthcare in developing countries. AI could help mitigate the impact of the shortage of clinical expertise, i.e., I know you mentioned radiologists today. How long before it makes its way to medical and healthcare? systems in newly or recently developing countries. Jeff Glazer? I think you're going to see that in 2019, 2020, and 2021. I think it's on our doorstep. I think, um, and I don't mean to get into your, what what does the future look like, Mm -hmm. but what we're seeing, and I think, and I alluded to it earlier, so I apologize for being a little repetitive. Okay. In rural medicine, we have a problem with access to specialties. And the burgeoning telemedicine world is going to um, address that. And what's even better is that physicians that are using telemedicine are going to be reimbursed. The problem that we had, and we've been talking about telemedicine for 15 years, Mm-hmm. is that it was not reimbursable under Medicaid, Medicare, commercial insurance. Hmm. Well, w- we have achieved repayment for using telemedicine. So now you're not just talking about the solution, but you're talking about the interoperability. And I think that's where we talk about creating greater access is the integration of vertical AI with other solutions that give patients and providers greater access to information, analytics, and outcomes is really what's going to change the healthcare world because we need to be able to take care of those outlying areas to effectively reduce the cost of healthcare, reduce waste, and and other variables that are driving our health, our uh, somewhat out of control healthcare cost environment. So we're very excited. We think we're right on the doorstep right now where AI with the uh, interface or uh, integration to telemedicine and other solutions is going to drive that access in rural rural America healthcare but also to burgeoning countries. Um, that haven't had the expertise that are that's so so badly uh, needed. That's worth repeating, Jeff, over and over. So thank you. No problem with that. Mohammed, just a quick comment on what Jeff shared, and then Alan, then I'm going to go back to Mohammed for our crystal ball predictions round, which starts in about two minutes. So Mohammed, thoughts on what Jeff just shared? Talk to me. So I think that 
talking particularly about developing countries, and I'll be more greedy to talk about the problems that I'm fascinated with. If you think of the lack of the supply chain, particularly the pharmaceutical supply chain in Africa uh, specifically, and even in less developed countries, right? This is a huge problem that is affecting the whole world from a healthcare standpoint, affecting the whole sanity, affecting the whole uh, ability for us to tackle diseases early on and proactively uh, cure diseases. So if we are capable of addressing this problem only, and I'm, I know that huge organizations such as the Gates Foundation and so on um, are uh, putting this as a priority, right? And there are billions of dollars that are allocated for this, right? If we are able mm-hmm. to solve the pharmaceutical supply chain in developed countries, uh, in developing countries, it would be a huge and an enormous effect worldwide, right? And I believe that vertical AI is getting us there, is allowing us to tackle such a huge problem. So I couldn't agree more um, on the fact that AI is definitely expanding the access to care in general and addressing uh, problems that are gigantic in developing countries. Thank you very much. Al Carmona, quickly, thoughts on what we just talked about? I just, I just love the idea that, um, that you know, again, a lot of, a lot of what we've talked about on the segment is about how to make enterprises more efficient, and, but there is a broader uh, palette here, which is how can we use these, these technologies to make for a better world, for a better society? That's uh, probably a, a broader conversation than we have time for today, but I think what, what Jeff and Mohammed are alluding to are, really signals what that opportunity is. Thank you very much. Dr. Muhammad Ali, I know you're ready. Crystal ball prediction time. 60 seconds each. Gentlemen, start your engines. I've never said that before, but it seems appropriate right now. Muhammad at Silos, talk to me. What do you see coming up or down the pike, whichever way you're facing on the road to the future, whatever you're calling the revolution? What will change about the topic of vertical AI, the information, sometime between now and 2025? 60 seconds, go. I think in the upcoming five to 10 years, we'll really evolve from tailoring vertical AI solutions to players in a given industrial vertical to eventually tailoring these solutions to uh, departments within that given player to eventually reaching that nirvana where we are catering solutions to specific business users within that department. So you go to the, like user A in a given department telling him, hey, here you go. This is AI-driven automation that will allow you to do your role better, but more importantly, that will allow the enterprise to be better overall. I think this is uh, the essence of that intelligent revolution or industrial revolution, no matter how you call it. Thank you very much. Very wonderfully put, as always. Let's go around the table to Al Carmona. I have 60 seconds with your name on it. them. Go ahead, Al. Awesome. So um, we've, we've experienced the first wave of digital transformation, which was really focused on, on business to consumer. And we're just now entering the second wave, which is about fundamentally transforming enterprise business processes. Uh, recognizing that this is all about now dealing with people and processes and workflows, this will take uh, some time, but I think the adoption rate will really start to accelerate within a year or two. And ultimately, what we're going to see is a huge reshuffling of the deck in terms of winners and losers among among the corporate world. Uh, this is going to be 
behind all of this is going to be the invisible hand of AI and who is actually best harnessing it and who's being whipsawed by it. So my concrete uh, prediction, uh, I want to have a discussion with you in 10 years, and I, I believe half of the Fortune 500 will be off the list in 10 years, and the whole deck will be reshuffled, and AI mm. will, be, uh, will be a large driver uh, behind that. Very interesting. We've been seeing that reshuffling shuffling of top companies for many years now, and you think that will accelerate in terms of the drop-offs? Yes. Yes. Okay. Very interesting prediction. Thank you very much, Jeff Glazer. I saved 60 seconds for you. That's all I've got. Use them well. Go ahead, Jeff. I'll do my best. So I think what you are going to start seeing this year, next year, and the year after is you're going to see a more intelligent enterprise. You're going to see a more intelligent boardroom. And with intelligence accountability. We are on the cusp of making decision makers more accountable because we are going to be able to give them more information. They're going to be able to disseminate it more clearly to their charges. That information is going to become more actionable and will impact outcomes uh, in hospitals, general ledgers and corporations. So the intelligent revolution is really going to evolve into an accountable revolution because people are going to have the data and the information and the resources and support to do better and do more. That's my thought. Thank you. That's a heck of a thought, and you squeeze it into 60 seconds. I'm very excited by that. Thank you. I like that prediction a lot. The intelligent revolution will evolve. I'm tweeting this, by the way, Jeff. The intelligent revolution will evolve into an accountable, or is it accountability or accountable revolution? How do you want me to state that? I think you can say an accountable revolution. Okay, I'm putting that into Twitter. You can go and like it after the show. I want to thank the three of you so much. Very, very interesting conversation. You're all so smart and articulate. Very appreciated. Shout out to Pamela Dunn and Rasheen Monahan at SAP for sponsoring this series. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. And a shout out also, too, with gratitude to Aaron Keller at World Talk Radio, the business channel, our engineer extraordinaire. He tells me I have a minute left and down to 30 seconds. So we've been talking about vertical AI, the path to enterprise transformation, and I think we did a really good job of summarizing what it all means and looking to good things in the future. Here is my call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What in the world are you waiting for? I'd love it if we had intelligent seatbelts, Jeff, where they would just say, oh, you had a little too much pasta last night. I won't make it quite so tight today when you get in your car. Thank you very much. All by itself. So go out and be a game changer today, just like Dr. Muhammad Ali at CELOS Inc., just like Al Carmona at Mars and Company, and of course, just like Jeffrey Glazer at SAP. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Changing the Game with Intelligent Technologies, presented by SAP, the best-run SAP. To keep the conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter hashtag SAPRADIO. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham again on Tuesdays on the Business Channel. We wish you a positively game-changing week.